Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. We'll continue our discussion on uh, the attributes of God. Uh, We've begun the series a few weeks ago. And uh, for those of you that missed the previous episode on God's goodness, uh, you can go to our podcast online uh, through our website, and listen to the episode on God's goodness. And today we're going to uh, wrap up the attributes as it relates to God's justice. Then we'll uh, transition to God's mercy. So as it relates to God's justice, when we look at um, God's justice, what we're saying is that God is righteous in his dealings with humanity. He is just he is fair. He is uh, divinely equitable. Uh, not in a sense that we may look at equity, but in a sense that however God decides to act, however he decides to do it, when God is uh, adjudicating, whatever he does is based out of pure love and righteousness. It's not based on uh, trivialness. It's not based on um, picking one side over another. God, in his eternal nowness, uh, decides where to go, what to do, who to do it with, and how to do it. So when God is dealing with a situation, he's dealing with the nowness uh, in relationship to the future. Everything occurs in his decision is based on his eternality. And we'll deal with that uh, as part of his attributes. But God deals with that from today as well as tomorrow. So when God adjudicates, when God is um, uh, not deciding because God has no potentiality, but when God is dealing with us as humans, whatever he says, whatever he does, is just. We may not appreciate it as just. We may not see it as fair. We may not see it as righteous. But trust me, if we have faith in the God that we say we do, we must remember that everything he does is for our benefit. So when, when we say God is just, we're saying God is righteously fair. When we think about it, um, even with the story of Joseph, one may say, well, why would a fair God or a just God allow Joseph to be treated that way by his own brothers, even though he essentially uh, did, didn't have any ill will towards them? Right? We can ask those type of questions as we look at different Bible stories. And we can even uh, potentially say that about ourselves. Is this fair? Now, as we try to unpack that question, 
uh, as it relates to God, we can totally see that God is always equitable. God is always fair. We can't always say that about human beings, even people that we trust. Uh, we, we can't say that about them. Sometimes uh, people that adjudicate base their findings or their resolutions uh, based on how they're feeling that day. Sometimes uh, people base it on the evidence that they have at hand. But the difference with God is uh, there's no evidence that he's not privy to. There's no evidence uh, that we can come up with that God doesn't already know about. God, when he deals with us, has all the information he needs in his eternal nowness. And that, to me, is praiseworthy. When we go to God, he's not looking for exculpatory evidence. He's not looking for additional evidence. God uh, already knows everything he needs to know when he is dealing with us. When we pray to God, same thing. God is just, and when he deals with our prayers, God is dealing with us now, and he's dealing with us in the future. There are things that you're asking for that you will not get because he is a just God. And because God is just and he's love and all that is wrapped up into his uh, etern- eternality. When God deals with us, he's dealing with us from a loving perspective. And because he loves us, sometimes he has to withhold uh, some things from us. And even though you, you, you're praying about it and you really want it. Uh, it's possible that God is saying, not now. And then it's possible that God is saying, no. And it's possible God is saying, uh, I appreciate your faith and I see your faith and uh, my daughter, my son, here you go. So it's very important that when we're dealing with God, we realize that he's totally just, that uh, he adjudicates fairly uh, in his nature, according to his nature. When we look at 2 Thessalonians 1 and 6, we see uh, that Paul writes, God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you. So sometimes we're going up against someone or something, and we want to take matters into our own hands. We want to handle the situation the way we used to handle it. Uh, the way that we used to think about those situations. And if we are Christians, there are some things we just can't do anymore. We can't do unto others before they do unto us. That's some people's motto. Well, let me get them before they get me. Or let me get them back for what they did to me. And because God is just, because we believe that, the best thing we can do as believers is to trust him that God is the avenger that he said he is. He saw everything that happened. He saw every, every, every vow that was made in secret. He saw every intention. He saw every motive. He saw uh, every preparation. He saw everything those people did to try to get you to uh, behave in a way that would cause you to sin. He, he, he sees it all. So, Paul is saying, God is just. It's a reminder. And he, meaning God, will pay back trouble to those who trouble you. And the great thing is God, he decides how he's going to pay them back. We don't have to give him suggestions. God, because of his justness, 
uh, God will decide how he's going to deal with those individuals. And in reality, if we're going to be honest, sometimes we've been on the other side where we've caused problems for other people. Perhaps you're saying, well, I've never uh, caused anybody any problems. Well, uh, as a child, did you cause your parents any headaches? Uh, Did you do things that violated uh, the parental rules? Perhaps you didn't mean to, perhaps you did, but you did something uh, to transgress against them. Uh, But God is just. God could have dealt with us when we uh, violated other people, when we did things to others that he's not pleased of. God could have dealt with us harshly. So this is why it's important that we don't rejoice when when we're dealing with other people being punished by God. It's very important that uh, we, we never take pride. We never take uh, uh, joy in other people's demise. Um, it, it's not, it's not a, a good uh, place to be because we could be on that other side. So whenever God chastises someone, whenever God is dealing with um, whether it's an individual, whether it's a civilization, whatever God is, is doing, uh, we should never rejoice in their punishment. The only time we should rejoice is when people turn their face back to God. Uh, and and, and uh, the scriptures tell us that heaven rejoices when people turn back to God. So that's the type of desire that we need to have. So when you're going through things, when you feel as though you're being attacked, when you feel as though something is unfair, when you feel as though something is unjust, you turn it over to God. He knows how to adjudicate. Then Colossians 3.25 it says, anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs, and there is no favoritism. This is why I love uh, everything about God is that he shows no partiality. He shows no partiality. When God deals with us, he's dealing with us based on his standards, based on his unchanging standards, based on his loving standards, based on his uh, spiritual standards. So when God is dealing with us, uh, it's not based on him being bribed. It's not based on uh, him being influenced by humanity. God is not influenced by humanity. God is not, can't be paid off. Uh, God can't be persuaded to do anything he doesn't want to do. So Colossians 3.25 says, anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs, and there is no favoritism. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And God is righteous, and he has a righteousness standard. God is just. So the next attributes we want to deal with, uh, at this point is God's mercy. So you can look at it as uh, God being merciful, God's mercy. And by God's mercy, we're saying uh, God's mercy is rooted in his divine nature. God has shown us compassion by having pity on us. I'm going to say it again. When we're talking about God's mercy, we're saying that God has shown us compassion by having pity on us. 
And that's what God does for us. And that's what God has been doing for us. He's been merciful. Uh, He didn't give us what we deserve. That's what mercy is. When God withholds punishment uh, for the punishment that we utterly deserve. So Hebrews 4 and 16, that's an example. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And I do understand that in some churches there are some people uh, who behave like they're super Christians. Uh, They believe that uh, they haven't committed any transgression since they accepted Christ. They believe that they haven't said anything offensive. Uh, They believe that they haven't thought anything uh, um, immoral. They believe that they haven't uh, done anything that they need to uh, ask, for, uh, ask to God to forgive them for. And that's not true. That is totally not true. Uh, even though we are Christians, at times we have thoughts that crosses our mind that we shouldn't have. At times we think things that we shouldn't think. And this is all part of the spiritual battle. It doesn't mean that you're not a Christian. Uh, sometimes we say things the wrong way that we shouldn't have said, uh, and, and that occurs. Uh, we need to go to God to forgive us. And if God was to treat us in a harsh way, then every transgression we commit, he would uh, basically just uh, send down his judgment on us, and we wouldn't see the light of day because in his righteousness, in his justness, God has the total right to do what he wants with us. Uh, We are under grace, not under the law. Under the law, God reacted to Israel in a way that many seem as harsh. And God could have, in the New Testament, treat us in the same way. But even in the New Testament, don't forget, in in Acts, uh, the fifth chapter, the story of of Ananias and and, uh, Sapphire, uh, we learned that uh, God dealt with them harshly because of what they did, because of the sin that was in their life. So I am thankful that God doesn't give me what I deserve all the time. He has mercy on us. And that mercy is not designed to be taken for granted. I can remember the scripture saying, uh, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Heaven forbid. Uh, This means that because God is merciful, we shouldn't try to take advantage, advantage of this mercy. That mercy is intended for you to pick yourself up, realize that you've done wrong, repent, and turn away from those things that you're doing that's wrong. And that time that you have is, to, is designed for you to do better. It's designed for you not to commit the same transgression again. It's designed for you to allow God to clean you up so you may start your journey afresh, anew. For he's cast your sin as far from the east as he has from the west. So remember, not to take God's mercy for granted. Psalms 86 and 5 says, You, Lord, are forgiven and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. You, Lord, are forgiven and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. And when we are in a situation, we know we've messed up, and God hasn't called us home, it's an indication that you've experienced God's mercy. So he is a forgiving God. 
But again, do not take his forgiveness for granted. Do not um, assume that God has forgiven you, that he is condoning the things that you're doing. Luke 6, 36 says, be merciful, just as your father is merciful. Be merciful, just as your father is merciful. Luke six thirty six, God is merciful. Uh, God uh, withhold his hands of judgment at times uh, to uh, get us back on the right track, to get our attention. Uh, sometimes it may seem that God is harsh. Sometimes it may seem that God is not as harsh, but that's his prerogative. God deals with us the way he wants to deal with us. But just know, uh, the other side of the spectrum says there are Christians um, who feel as though they've done something of, uh, so egregious that God will never forgive them. And that's not true. God is a forgiving God. He's a merciful God. But God doesn't want you to take his mercy for granted. He uh, gives us another chance, right? He's a God of another chance. But in us getting another chance, let's use that time wisely. Let's use it for kingdom building. Let's use it uh, to edify God's church. Let's use it to glorify his holy name. Let's use it to redeem the times. Let's use the, uh, the time that God has given us to participate in his ministry of reconciliation. And this is a full-time job. Christians do not take time off. We are on call 24-7, meaning when, uh, when we're dealing with our family, we ought to be glorifying God. When we are dealing with individuals in our business and board meetings, we ought to glorify God. When we are on the golf links, we ought, we ought to be glorifying God. When we are on our shopping spree, we ought to glorify God. Uh, when we are at the parent-teacher conferences, we ought to glorify God. When we are dealing with our children, we ought to show them God's glory. So in all that we do, we need to make sure that our time is being used wisely. Why? Because we are grateful to God for his mercy for not giving up on us, for giving us another chance, for not giving us what we deserve. We deserve death. We deserve the penalty for sin. We, de- we, we deserve to be totally and utterly destroyed. But God, through Jesus Christ, saved us, redeemed us, and put us in a right fellowship with him. And that's part of his mercy. He didn't allow us to go to hell like we deserve, but God saved us. God, uh, through his mercy, put us back in the right fellowship with him. So we look at 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, and 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness if we confess our sins. So again, God is merciful. He, he's waiting on uh, some of us to uh, repent of our ways. He's, he's waiting on some of us to uh, say that we've messed up, that it was our fault. 
that we committed the transgression. He's, he's waiting on you. And the thing about um, not confessing your sins, it, it, it does build up a wall between you and God. It does build up a wall between us and God when we refuse to say to God that we are sorry. When we refuse to repent of our ways, iniquity comes into play. Iniquity, in a sense, is unconfessed sin. So God's mercy, again, should not be toiled with. God's mercy should not be taken for granted. Uh, God is giving us another chance every time we wake up in the morning. God is giving you another chance. So let's use it wisely. God is a merciful God. And I'm glad that uh, when I mess up, uh, he's merciful enough to restore me to where I need to be. I'm so thankful for that. And all through the scriptures, we see uh, how God restores people because he's merciful. Uh, When we we look at the Peter narrative where uh, Jesus prophesied that uh, Peter would deny him. And then the time came, Peter did deny Christ. Uh, Peter started cursing. And then eventually Peter came to himself and Peter was Welcome back to his position. God didn't give up on him. God saw him as the small rock. God still saw him at the, as a small stone. God still saw him as the one that he was going to start the church with. So just because you've messed up doesn't mean that God has given up on you. As long as you wake up each day, that's an indication he has not given up on you. But it's also uh, a warning sign that you should not take God's grace for granted. Don't take God's grace for granted. You don't want to start that journey of thinking that God is condoning our bad behavior, that God is enabling us to keep doing wrong. We don't want to start thinking that way because once we start going down that path of taking God's mercy for granted, then that's where the devil gets involved and the devil will do his best to keep you from experiencing God the way that you need to experience him. So make sure that when we're dealing with God's mercy, we are never, ever uh, believing that we can do what we want to do and God is just going to rubber stamp it or God is going to look the other way and, uh, and, and say that it's okay. Uh, the last scripture for um, this particular attribute dealing with God's uh, justice is that uh, God's mercy, rather, First uh, Peter 1 and 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And I'm so thankful that Jesus took our place because there's no way uh, we could have um, dealt with the amount of punishment that Christ had to endure. Uh, Our time has come to a close, and we will continue uh, with the next attribute on the next episode. And again, we thank you for your prayers. For those that would like to support this radio ministry, uh, please go online, srministries.org. Or you can make your donation out to SRM, P.O. Box 582306, 
Elgrove, California, 95758. And remember to always do for the truth what others do for a lie. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.